Yesterday was Daf Lamed Gimel. Today is Lamed Dalit. We're going to do a review of yesterday's Daf. Get to today's. And um, the the question um, that we wanted to understand, we saw two two positions. We saw Rav Chia and Bar Kapara. They both swore up and down in the name of their uh, uh, that they heard in the name of Rabbi Danasi to their direction. And again, there were three cases. In each of the three cases, Rabbi Chia said that they're going to be chayv two, and Rabbi Kapara says you only chayv one. Okay, and that was, uh, we don't have to go over all the cases, just uh, the Gemara wants to understand in these cases what exactly is the machlokas, what, what is the core that they're arguing in. Um, so the first uh, iteration is that they're arguing in what's called Isr Kolel, and in the opinion of Rabbi Yossi. Um, according to Rabbi Chia, Rabbi Yossi holds of Isr Kolel, that Isr can be Chalal Isr, and, um, and therefore you'll be Chayv twice, and Bar says that the Yossi says that by Isr Kolel it's not Chayv twice. Now just uh, to answer the question that I said, well what exactly is the difference between Isr Kolel and Isr Mosif? It's, uh, and then there's also Isr Bas Acha, so we'll, we'll talk about all three. So basically we, the example of an Isr Mosif is where um, is where there, there is an addition to the person who you're going to become prohibited to that she will now be prohibited to others as well. So let's say, for instance, um, the first relation is that she was your, um, your sister-in-law. So she's only us or to you, uh, not, not really to anybody else. Anybody else can marry her. Comes along, your brother marries her, now she becomes an Ashes Ach. To she becomes also to all of your brothers, and besides for the fact that she's an association, she's also to everyone. to everyone and besides for her husband. So that's an example of an iser mosif. Okay, now what's an iser kolel? Iser kolel is where it's the other way around. First, she was an ashes ach, so she is as usher as she's going to get ashes um, ish also. There's nobody who, who who's adding on any prohibitions to her. But when you marry your sister, so what happens is is that you are also now usher to every other sister. Okay? So Kolel, together with every other sister that you're prohibited to, you'll also be prohibited to her as well, because that's the same relationship. Mm-hmm. Do you understand? That's Isr Kolel. Isr Basachas is like Eshes Ish and Eshes Ach that happens always simultaneously. Because at the very moment that, that he married her, um, the brother married her, so that's your, that she is now an Eishas Ish, and she is also an Eishas Ach. So those are two Isurim that are Chal exactly simultaneous. That's called Isur Bas Achas. So those are the three types of Isurim that we discussed, and I hope that helps. Okay, so uh, the Gemara's bothers is like, uh, that's beautiful. That you're saying that to the machlokas, but where is there an isikolol in these cases? So if you talk, like let's say the uh, um, one of the cases he was uh, non kohen, uh, he the non as a non kohen is allowed to do malacha, and um, during the week, and but he's just not allowed to do avoda um, during the week, and then comes along Shabbos, and now just like he's aser to do malacha. On Shabbos, he's also also to do avota, so that's like kolel, okay? Just like I, just like Shabbos brought on other isurim, it'll bring in an isur here as well, okay? Balmum, 
was originally allowed to eat um, uh, Kodesh food, as we know, Palmum is permitted to eat, and he's prohibited to do Avot in the base of Mikdash, though. Now it becomes Tameh, he's just, since it's adding on him an Isser of eating Kodesh, so it'll also add on him an Isser of doing Avoda, an additional Isser. He was already Asher to do Avoda, now it's like a second, a second Isser to do Avoda, because not only is he a Balmum, but he's also Tameh. Okay? Question is, Malika, there's only one way to describe the Malika case. It's happening always simultaneous. It's never an Isser Kolel. There's no Isser Kolel case for Malika. So that was the difficulty here. So the Gemara says, you know what, maybe they're arguing in a different case in Bas Achas. Does Bas Achas uh, kick in or not? In other words, um, in Rav Yossi's world, does Rav Yossi, who says, holds maybe of Isser Mosif, and Isser Kolel, but what about Isser Basachas? Maybe he doesn't hold of Isser Kolel, we're not getting into that. So, according to Reb yes, he does. And he's Chayv Tshtahim. And according to Bar-Kapara, no, you'll only be Chayv 1. It's always an interesting question that nobody seems to focus on. If you're only Chayv 1 by Isser Basachas, how do you choose which one? I don't have an answer. Okay, good. Just think about it, okay. Now, I always like to ask questions that I don't have an answer to, okay. Um... That's the more chamber one. That's the more chamber one. Yeah, they're both the happening same simultaneously. Case. The same case when you have relations with your mother-in-law. She's a ish, ish, and she's your chamber. She's chamosa, right? But there, we saw the right. You get the more the severe one. The more severe, right? That is that, right? But it's not always simultaneous. There, there, it's it's, it's a different thing. Anyway, point being is that okay, could be. Um, what about um, um, the question is how do you have these cases to be basachas? How can you arrange the case to be that it's happening simultaneous? So he said it must be that he hit adulthood on Shabbos and therefore the Shabbos and the Zorus are chal as soon as he is an adult simultaneous. Bamum also he brought the Shdaisaras and was tummy from before, so the tummy doesn't go off just because you become a gadol. The, the the severity of the fact that he's tummy kicks in at the same time when he hits adulthood, or alternatively he cut his finger with a tummy knife off, okay, uh, not intentionally, okay, you don't have to assume anything. It's painful to think about, but the idea is um, is that he is tummy and a bamum at the moment at the very same moment. Okay. What's the advantage of what? What is the significance of cutting his finger with with a tummy knife? His finger is off. Yeah, he's the Baumum and Tameh at the same time. We want where the two Isurim are happening simultaneously. It's a Baumum, okay? So the Baumum cannot serve in the first place. But what has to do with it? How it becomes, or that it becomes Tameh because of the knife itself? That's yeah, that's what you're saying. Okay. It's both. Okay. Instead yeah. of Sheriff, he finds the knife. Okay, that's fine. Sheriff? No Sheriff. Sheriff makes him Tameh too. So but a knife will make some Yeah, right. He got tummy from a knife. That's all. from a knife. That's all. And now, a tummy knife. A tummy knife. It becomes tummy because of tummy knife. Yes, good. Exactly. Yeah, but he, at the same time that it cut his finger, so therefore he's a balmum and tuma. He came at the same time. Now the question is. Um, um, so the question is, according to Rebbechia, he can always explain both sides. To make it that Barakabar is not lying, okay? Because we can't have it that one of them are lying, because they both swore in the name of Rebbe. So they must have heard something. So basically, Barakabar could, I mean, so uh, Rebbe Chia could say, look, what, uh, 
um, I was being told what Rav Yossi's sheet is. What Bar Kapara was being told was what Rav Shimon holds. Um, but Bar Kapara, how is he understanding Rav Bechia? Um, was he just lying? So it must be that they're arguing in Bas Achas, and not arguing in Rav Yossi, they're arguing in Rav Shimon. Okay? So according to Rav Bechia, he's swearing because don't think Rav Shimon is generally the one who holds his always only one Isser. So don't apply his opinion here. Um, but uh, the question is, why would Bar Kapara need to swear? That's a good question. We don't have a good answer for that. Now, Bar Kapara at least makes sense because he's saying in Reb Shimon, and Reb Chia must have been told about Reb Yosef's opinion that he does that he does hold the Isser Basachas. But according to Reb Chia, Bar Kapara is lying. So Reb Chia will tell you that no, really, Rebbe taught him only two cases that were Potter. And not, and there were cases of Isser Kolo, and, um, and uh, it was in the opinion of Rav Shimon. And Bar saw a case of Zar that, did, uh, that ate from Amlika, and he thought that since it's similar, he put it as a third case, it's part of the same three cases. And he thought that he told him in all three cases that it's Potter. Uh, I mean, you're only Chayv one. And um, and it only and that case of Malika only makes sense as a Bas Achas because it can't happen in a non simultaneous way. There's no Isser Kolo there, and he says if that's Bas Achas, then all the cases must have been Bas Achas, and that's how he made his mistake. So the Gemara asked the question: um, If you have a non Kohen who does Malach does Avoda in the base of Mikdash on Shabbos or Balmum that did Avoda in the base of Mikdash while he is Tame, there is. Zaros, and there's Shabbos, and there's Bamum, and there's Tumum, which is according to Rabbi Yossi, and Rabbi Shimon says, no, it's only Zaros and only Bamum. And that's it. Now, Malika, the case was left out. So, who left it out? So, if it's Rabbi Yossi, um, so if Rabbi Yossi says, it's a kolol ischaif, surely he'll say it's a basachas ischaif, because it's easier to be chal basachas than by kolol. Um, Makes more sense that you know there's not like ain't iser chal is always because one's there first. There's no room for the second iser. Doesn't happen when it's simultaneous. It can both happen simultaneous, and there's no problem. Um, but uh, according to but it must be in Reb Shimon, and he only holds of iser kolos potter and not iser basachas, which is basically a tiofta to bar kapara. And the Gemara feels that this is compelling that bar kapara is incorrect. Now. Um, what was the case, just to understand the case, it, we had a difficulty with. We said that this non-Kohen did Avodan, Mikdash, on Shabbos. That, so he's obviously transgressing Shabbos. Now, what, which Avodah is actual transgression of Shabbos? And that would be possible bizarre. If it's Shrita, which is definitely qualifies, well, Shrita is kosher bizarre. So there's nothing wrong. He's not, the czar factor is not a factor. Um, and if it's from catching the blood and bringing the blood, that's just tilto. What do you do? Haktara? Haktara is a malacha, but it's only a malacha that's on the level of chatos. You know, if it's if it's uh, if it's um, if it's one of the thirty nine malachas that you get all that you get the death penalty. But havara, according to Rabbi Yossi, is lelav yatsasa. It was downgraded from all the other thirty nine malachas, all the rest of the thirty nine malachas. To only be allowed when it said when it singled it out to say Los the Chomosh was Sechem Yom it downgraded it. So 
where, where what could it be? So Rabbi Achav said we're talking about the shrita of the bull of the Konkodom on Yom Kippur. That's what we're talking about. On Yom Kippur, that is Shabbos. Now, and it's going to go into the opinion that the bull of the Kongadol has to be shackled strictly by the Kongadol himself, and it's puzzle bizarre. So the Gemara says, why call him bizarre? Even if he's a Kongadol, he'd be a fit. So the Gemara says, you're right, he's a czar as far as we're concerned, meaning as far as who is allowed, he's a czar in this regard. Comes along Rav Ashi, says, I don't understand the whole question in the first place. Who says that we're talking about Chathas or Lavin? We're talking about Isurim Ve'alma. And that's all we're listing here. It doesn't mean that you're going to get taken to death for anything. And it's only relevant to where we bury such a person. Does he belong in the, in the section, the rogues gallery or not? And that, the, that was the end of that piece. Mm-hmm. Okay. Took us. What did you say? Different malachas in shows. Hakdara is havara. It's it's a fire, making a fire. So igniting, igniting, igniting a fire. It's the same thing, havara. Havara, yeah. Lighting a fire. Lighting a fire. Hakdara is burning something. So it's the same thing. You're putting something that's that's burning. And that was it was downgraded. You said? That was the one that was downgraded, right? Lo sevaru eish bechol moshvoseichem. Feel Shabbos. So why did it single out? To be just a love, a regular love. Why, why was that then? Nobody asked. Nobody, that's interesting. Nobody says why. They didn't give an explanation why it worked that way. That's what's not part of the third and It took it out. You didn't, didn't say why would the Torah take that out. That's an excellent question. Uh, you know, take it out. It, it, it took it out as a, uh, the other opinion that it took it out as an example. To to yeah, single so to yeah. make them all into Cloud. single class, right? Like that, yeah. So why not? That's, that's, the other, so, that's the other. That's other opinion. Okay. Thirty nine or less that one, or including that one. Our our mine is that one. It's mine really thirty, according to this opinion. The main what we hold the pesach halacha is that the, that this is just an example, um, and all of them are separate malachas. It was their lechalik. To divide them into separate separate categories of of uh, of lazif is a separate negative prohibition on each of them. Right, exactly. That makes thirty nine or forty. Thirty nine total. Okay. So really, have have a I'm firing. I may put in a fire. That's an exception to all the rules that we studied. Is that correct? According to one opinion, according to Rabbi Yossi. we don't. That's not the pesach halacha. Don't. Okay. okay. Anyway, all right. So that took us to another case of mistaken identity. Mishnah talked about that. There's two women, two men married to women, and uh, when they're about to consummate the marriages, somehow the women are, are split, are switched, and um, and they consummate it to the wrong lady. Now there's a big problem here because there's chayv ish. They're both married women to not them, and if they're brothers. Then it's Eshazach. And if they're sisters, <coughs> then it's Achos Isha. And if they're Nidos, then it's a Nida. All of these Isurim in one big mistake. Um, after what you're going to have to do is separate them for three months just in case the child's a Mamzer. There's a, ba- there's a baby. We need to know who's a Mamzer or who's not. And uh, if they're minors, then we don't have to worry about that. And they can go back to their husbands. If they're Kahanos, though, they're already not allowed anymore to have Truma. So it's a really, really grievous error, really bad news, okay? But anyway, yes. No, no, I'm just, 
Okay. Okay. Next question. The next question is I thought you had a question. Next, uh, so the Gemara wanted uh, it was bothered by the terminology of the Mishnah. The Mishnah says Hechlifa they switch their wives. So who are we talking about? Risham who would actually switch wives under the chuppah? That's like horrible. So the Gemara says no, no, no. It, 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 it's not what happened. It was it, in fact um, Rav Chia says that there are sixteen chatos here because there are four people. Uh, that are perpetrating these isurim, and they're all going to be high of their own, um, and they're doing four four isurim, each of them, because there's an isur of Eishas Ish, Eishas Ach, Achos Isha, and um, Nida, and um, and each of them are going to are transgressing, so they're each going to have to bring a korban chatos, so that's four times four, sixteen. Now, obviously, it was not amazing because otherwise there's no korbanos. So our view this says, don't read it as hechlifu, but rather, rather as uchlifu. They were switched. Uh, by mistake, by mistake. Okay, so it makes sense because it says if they're katanos that aren't really used lately, they can be taken back right away. If it was intentional, why would that be allowed? So the more says that isn't a proof because the katanos that are, um, um, katanos that are, even if they intentionally sin, they are seduced to do an avera that does not count as an intentionality. It counts as an onus. That's also true, right? But anyway, but uh, pitoy uh, pitoy of a ktana is considered an onus, so they would be allowed back to their husbands even if it was intentional. Now, um, uh, so the and uh, onus by Israel is permitted. Now the question is, but it says that they're separated for three months. Sounds like after three months they could go back to their husbands. They would never be allowed back to their husbands if it was intentional, and that's clearly um, indicating that it was definitely not intentional, and it was not hechlifu intentionally, but it was hochlifu, and that is the bottom line, and that is where we got up to yesterday. Take it from here.